Welcome to Sports and Stitches, the podcast where we discuss sports. We laugh, we yell, we hurt each other's feelings. Hope you enjoy the show. Yeah, and I am a Giants fan. So uh, Nobody likes you. Yeah, I really don't like you. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Sports and Stitches podcast. I'm Brendan, we got Brandon and Jordan today, no Antoine, I think he's out sick. <coughs> but uh, we got... Yeah, sure. He lives in California, right? <laughs> he lives in New Jersey. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's definitely cold there. <laughs> so we got an action-packed uh, episode today. We're going to be talking about the NCAA football portal, um, some drama in the NFL, we're going to talk a lot about the AAF, the Alliance of American Football, some fantasy, some scores, and maybe we'll get into a little bit of NBA moves towards the end of the episode. But we are going to skip our new news segment today. Um, just like we got a lot of stuff, I don't want this to be a two-hour episode. So we're going to get right into the NCAA football portal. Brandon has uh, some insight to it, so I'll let you take it away. All right, since there's 192 days, 19 hours, 52 minutes to go until football, uh, college football, um, <clears throat> one uh, of the big big issues that counting. came up. Yeah, I know, right? Who's counting? Uh, one of the big issues that came up with the transfer portal was originally Justin uh, Justin Fields, the five-star quarterback from Georgia that decided to transfer, that applied for eligibility. Um, at Ohio State, a lot of people thought he wasn't going to get it. Turns out that he is going to be able to play next year, uh, which a lot of people are saying that the NCA um, pretty much opened Pandora's box now. Um, you know, I, I, I think we're going to see the days where athletes transfer and have to sit out a year. I think that's going to be coming to an end here. I don't know what you, y'all's opinion on it is, but I don't like it. Yeah, I don't know. I think it... it I, I thought that the hardship it's it's a hardship waiver, isn't it? That's what yeah. that's what you're supposed to to demonstrate uh, to be able to play the same season. I just thought it had to be at a higher standard. I guess Justin Fields was just ticked he wasn't probably or he wasn't going to get the play time he wanted, um, and that's well, what it seems like. Like, well, another important thing, which um, I, I it's not confirmed. But a lot of people think that the hardship waiver was granted because I don't know if you guys remember hearing about it. Um, it was during, I think it was during the season. Um, he was actually called a racial slur by a Georgia baseball player, um, and they they did they kicked the baseball player off the team. It was true. So I don't know if that played into any you know decisions as far as the NCAA granting the eligibility. I I do think it's going to be very interesting to see if Tate Martell gets the uh good to go for uh miami yeah, i hope I mean, martell does not i, I hope I that don't he see, does i don't see why he you wouldn't i mean they're they're say they already set the precedent with the justin fields transfer if i mean i i can see all kinds of uh, but tate but tate martell hasn't tate martell hasn't been like verbally assaulted on campus either he's just mad that he's lost his position i mean but you never like, know what guess what they're going to put on the waiver and there's a lot of stuff that's almost unprovable you know what i mean it's just dumb then i hate it i then i hate that yeah I, but i get that i some think of these that, kids... I, I i don't like the new transfer portal for why i think it should be if you want to transfer you need to sit out a year i mean there were guys back in the day i don't know if you guys you guys may be too young 
I can say that. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you guys remember Sam Sam McGuffey? Oh yeah, yes. for, uh, He played for what? Uh, played Texas for, and then Michigan and then Rice. Te- and... Texas <laughs> broke, broke every Texas high school rushing record. Went to Michigan. Yeah, then he went to mi- Michigan. Sat in Michigan, yeah. and you know transferred to Rice. Had to sit a year. Then he got injured a year, so he got to play like one year of football. But I think that's okay. That's how it should be. But I think that they look at stuff like that, and they're like, we don't want that happening because Sam McGuffey had a lot of talent. I mean, a lot of talent. And with him sitting that many years and having to do that, you know, you get rusty. You're not you're not the same player that you could be if you kept playing and kept training. So I think that in a way they're trying to avoid that type of scenario. But I think there should at least be some type of penalty, even if it's you sit out half a season like it's just now. Hey, you're not happy. Let me go to a different team. Hey, coach isn't playing me. It's all about. It's like the, it's the participation trophy um, generation. You know, you've won even if you didn't win. Now, if you're not happy, if you're not starting, transfer to a different school. Like I, I'm just I'm not a fan. There has to be some type of accountability <laughs> for it. You got called a racial slur. You know, I get called fat. You know, I get racial slurs a little bit different, but they're still vulgar slurs. They're going to happen everywhere you go. You're 19 years old. Grow a pair. Be the starting quarterback or backup and support your team. Like, I just, I don't know. You know how many times you're insulted when you're in the military? It's literally a 100 times on a daily basis, regardless of whether you're the biggest, toughest guy there. You know, like, they'll find something to poke at. It's I just, get it. It's, it's yeah. a weak generation. That's that's my I get it. He's he's I, also not in the military. He's out of college. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, Jordan, I mean, Jordan, how many times were you picked on when you were growing up? Brandon, how many times were you picked on when you were growing up? Like, oh, a decent I, it's, amount. It's a different generation. Like, we didn't just cave in and just like Jordan. You got big as crap. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not gonna pick on you anymore. You know, yeah. now yeah, like strong big, not well, fat big. Yeah, no, no, yeah, yeah, you got like you got like muscular big, like you know, you're a grown man. You know, so I'm just saying, like our generation, we looked at it like, okay, you know, how do we fix this? What do we got to do to get better? What do we, you know, you get picked on for something, you change it. But now it's like, oh, you know, I got called one racial slur, and now I got to transfer colleges. One one idiotic student that was dealt with. Like that, Brandon. So you said that 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 student was dealt with. Like the issue's over. You know. Like I, yeah, I, just... I, I I think he got I think he got banned from campus. I know he definitely got kicked off the baseball team. But I, I want to get y'all's opinion on one more thing regarding the transfer portal and kind of just college football in general. Um, so a couple years ago they instated um instead of just a uh, a single national signing day in February, usually the sixth they created this early signing period to where recruits could sign their letter of intent um, about two and a half months earlier. So one of the things that I, as as soon as they put this into effect, I said, okay, well, this is going to be an issue because that's right around the time that head coaches are bouncing, you know, bouncing around. And sure enough, it it took an extremely highly – uh, rated recruit this year, Brew McCoy, um, for people to kind of be like, wow, this may not be a good idea. Um, so Cliff Kingsbury, before he accepted the Arizona job, 
was actually hired on at USC as the offensive coordinator. And he played a major role in Brew McCoy committing to USC. Well, like a week after Brew committed, Kingsbury left. Obviously took the Arizona head coaching job in the NFL. Now, Brew, they, they created this rule essentially to where he can be released from his letter in, of intent. And now he's going to Texas. Do you guys think that's fair? I think it is. I think that's great because if head coaches are allowed to, you know, keep in mind they pitch to these kids that they're going to develop them and they're going to, you know, promise them a route to the NFL, and then they show up on campus and a day later the coach says, "Well, see ya." Yeah, you know? I, mean, I, I agree with you. I think that yeah, I agree. A with lot you. of times, the, I mean, these kids are what seventeen, eighteen years old. They're very impressionable. A lot of time that that main person that they're being recruited by, it, you know, that's who they have the biggest relationship with. And let's face it. These recruiters are some of the best salespeople in the world, you know, so they're selling not only the university, but themselves and that trust and everything. So if you really do that and you're looking forward to being coached by that person and then you find out that person is not there, like, yeah, no, that could really, that could emotionally impact them to where they're like, like, do I really want to be here? How's it going to impact me as a student athlete? You know, I, I agree with yeah, it. Definitely. I think that's fine. I get it. I get it. I do. I, and I I just, I think it's fair to the kids. And I have to remember, these kids are so freaking young. Like, and they're, they're signing away their, I mean, the next four years of their life, essentially, on signing day. Um, so it's just a lot of pressure, you know? Well, now they, so might, not, I get they might not be signing away four years with the AAF. I know. I know that's what it seems like. <laughs> but uh, I think we'll go from that. I mean, we can go right from the Kingsbury talk into Kyler Murray, right? I mean, it, you know, that's a very uh, easy transition. I mean, Kingsbury had nothing but great things to say about Kyler Murray, and he just officially announced that he's choosing the NFL over Major League Baseball and will be at the Combine. Thoughts? Oh, oh do you want to hear something else? Kyler Murray's agent is also Cliff Kingberry's agent. Possible, possible number one draft pick. Uh, yeah, I think they'd make yeah. a mistake if they did, but I think it's it's possible. Yeah, which team wins the Rosen sweepstakes? If that happens. <laughs> I think Rosen makes a good, a solid backup quarterback. <laughs> That's the chosen one. Uh, chosen Rosen. I just chosen Rose. Listen, I think if Kyler Murray came out and said, "Hey, I, I officially want to be a receiver, running back," I don't think it's a terrible pick at the first pick, but they definitely don't need a running back. You know what I mean? And they could use a slot receiver. Other than Fitzgerald, Arizona really doesn't have very many solid uh, players at the wide receiver position. But um, other than uh, what's his name, they drafted last year. He actually came out and played pretty decent, at least the first half of the season. Kirk. Yeah, Christian Kirk. Christian yeah. Kirk, yeah. I mean so, so nice, Brandon. Yeah. So so my my take on the Kyler Murray situation is you know, of course everybody's saying he needs to move the slot and stuff. He has all the tools. He's got a great arm. He's just short. I say if I'm Kyler and you really want to play in the NFL, I I think teams look at him as a quarterback. I don't think they're gonna even approach him about switching 
I mean, you know, I, I, I just worry about, is he going to be able to hold up when he gets hit by a 280 pound edge rusher? I don't think, I don't think he's, vi- I don't think he's viable as a quarterback. What I really I mean, don't. Listen, I don't believe in what, the kid. What did they Not say about all. Lamar Jackson last year? And Lamar Jackson is decent, decently bigger than him. And they, yeah, Lamar's they like six four two twenty. That's a big difference between saying, five and one eighty. How much did they say last year? Whenever he was coming in, that there was a lot of teams like, you know, you should look at receiver, you should look at running back, and I mean, he still ended up going the end of the first round to Baltimore, as we all know. But it's still, I mean, if they're talking about that with him, I'm sure that a lot of these coaches are going to be saying the same thing. I'm just saying, I think that he would have an easier road and access. If he switched positions, I'm not saying he can't be a quarterback in the NFL. And if he wants to do it, do it. I just, I think he would get drafted higher if he were to straight come out and say, like, I'm open to playing other positions as an athlete than if he just strictly says, I want to be a quarterback. But, you know, I don't really I, know anything. So I don't I, think, I just don't think he, I don't think he can make it as a quarterback on his talent. And also, I think it's a huge risk. I just like to remind everybody that he is shorter and uh, lighter than Pat White was. And do you remember what happened the first time Pat White got sacked? <laughs> yeah, it didn't, it didn't, yes. uh, yeah, he got blown up, right? Like helmet and all? Yeah, it was two, two, I think two consecutive games or two consecutive snaps over the course of whatever games he had suffered two concussions. Days. Yeah. I will he, say this about... He just, he just got de- destroyed. Brandon, your your take though about he would get drafted higher if he came out and said he was willing to play uh, a different position. I don't think that's true because he's not sliding past thirteen. I think if he's there, Miami takes him. You mean as as a quarterback? As a, as a true quarterback. I mean, I'm saying if he announced that I don't want to play quarterback, if he says I want to play wide receiver, or you know, I'm saying like if he. Like literally says, I want to be drafted as a receiver or a running back. Like I don't want to play quarterback in the NFL. You know, obviously Miami is probably not going to draft him as a quarterback at that point. But I get what you're saying. I mean, they they need they are very quarterback needy at this point in time. But I just I'm saying hypothetically, if he says like I want to be a wide receiver, like I think that's where I can make the most impact. You know, I think he gets drafted. I would. I don't know if I would say top ten, but I mean everybody knows his speed and the moves that he has, and they know that he can catch. And if he went into the combine as a wide receiver and went through all the drills of the combine as a wide receiver, I mean, and he did well, like he could, he would be drafted very high. Yeah, but here, we're worried about his size. He's going to play the slot. What good is a slot receiver that can't go across the middle and take a hit? I mean, there's a lot of small slot receivers in the NFL. That's where most of the smallest people play. Yeah, but I mean, most of them, you know, we're worried about Kyler Murray's frame and stuff, about taking big hits. He has a lot better chance to not take a huge hit at quarterback than he does at a slot receiver position or a running back. See, I don't I don't know if I agree with that. I think as, you're as blind. I think you're blind more as a quarterback. Yeah. You know, at least as a I think you're blind more often as a quarterback. You can, you're at least, you're running the route, you're able to make people miss you know for the most part when people are coming at you like as a quarterback i mean look at berkovici in the aaf like that would (laughs) that would have ruined like kyler murray would have died like punctured two lungs and his chest would have exploded 
Yeah, he would probably just. I was waiting for poof. a just poofed. <laughs> Oh man, yeah, I I just I would like to see him succeed in the NFL because I loved watching him play this last year as a quarterback. I mean, he is very talented. Well, I'll tell you. Here's my bold prediction. He's he's gonna go number one to Arizona, and he's gonna be throwing to Larry Fitzgerald and Antonio Brown. Mm. You think Antonio? You think Antonio Brown's gonna go to Arizona? I don't know. I I, I think out of all the, uh, you know, if if they are invested in, in Kyler Murray, right? The number one way to protect him is give him good receivers that he can get the ball out quick and I'll give it to Antonio Brown. He is, he's fast and he's good at creating separation. So I think the reason why Brandon's bringing this up for you listeners who may not have heard, uh, Antonio Brown went officially on Twitter today and trying to find the quote here. Quote, thank you. He had a bad day. Thank you. Steeler nation for a big nine years. Time to move on and move and forward. This is after, he skipped court and was handed a guilty verdict for reckless driving. <laughs> um, and this is after, what, a week later after the whole uh, police were called on him for a domestic dispute. Now, nothing has come of that yet. But, I mean, Antonio Brown's had a rough month. <laughs> yeah, I saw Adam Schefter today. Yeah, actually. He's, having he tweeted, a, he's having a rough time. He said, is, is he purposely trying to kill his stock? <laughs> like... Yeah, that's a, that's a rough week for one of the best receivers in the NFL. I mean, he's still going to lay it somewhere with a lot of money. but Yeah, I mean, it looks like this uh, reckless driving is a summary offense. It's a $200 fine. Um, it's not... Yeah, it's I don't think it's huge. I don't think it's reckless driving. I think it's it's reckless speeding. I think it was... A, he was going 100 miles, in excess of 100 miles an hour and a 45. That's like the only way I think they can render render a verdict without seemingly having any other hearings it just seems yeah uh, either way interesting I, I would if like it were to, an I actual like reckless driving it. they'd have to prove that well i mean if he doesn't show up for a court date that's technically him saying hey i i don't care right no i mean you, there's there's a little more leniency than than that it's okay. well i mean you're you're the one in law no, school so no, you know more than me you're you're right to you're you're right to defend yourself against uh, uh charges but i'm saying when you go in court right if so you they just, don't if you, you don't blow off your court date? no you you don't yeah you don't wave it that lightly no huh. all right learn something new um now with that i would like to see antonio brown go to the cleveland browns and be partnered with new Cleveland Gosh, Brown, it? Kareem Hunt. Kareem Hunt. No, they. Can, I can't. I don't know that they can handle that controversy. But man, that team would yeah. go to. That would be a contender immediately. So, we'll, although we'll, I don't think Kareem I, Hunt's going to play this season. Yeah, I thought the Browns had a good kicker though. <laughs> I saw a meme that said the Cleveland Browns have signed their their first big name kicker in ten years or something like that. <laughs> But I'm God, just saying, I don't get that signing at all. Even if Kareem Hunt, I mean, they're paying him a million dollars. Like it's almost too much to pass up. Even if he gets a six-game suspension, like yeah, it's a yeah. Million but here's dollars. the thing: he's a turd. I mean, he is. <laughs> but like Cleveland's no Cleveland's used to you know 
those type of players. So, I mean, and I just don't get this day and age though. Like I, I, and I get it. Like, you know, accusations and all that stuff, but like it was on video. Like I'm the one that was on this podcast saying that he wasn't going to get signed and everybody else said he was. So you guys are all right. So congratulations on that. I I don't know if I, I, I really don't know if I said that though. I, I'm pretty sure I don't that know. everybody said that whether it was right or wrong that he was gonna be signed. So I I think yeah, I said I'm, it would be hard sh- to come I'm back. I'm sure from. that I did. Yeah. I just I mean, could you imagine though? Chubb, Kareem Hunt, you got Baker Mayfield, Jarvis Landry on one side, Antonio Brown on the other side, and you got David Njoku, who's a very athletic tight end if he can get his hands behind him. Um I mean that offense. Don't forget your unreal. boy. Don't forget your boy. Which one? Duke Johnson. Oh yeah. Dukey Duke. He'd probably be traded. Duke Johnson. <laughs> He's gonna be in the slot. I I thought he should have made the transition to the slot a long time ago. He is a he's, he's a too, good receiver. He, he's, he's very fast. He's he's too valuable, I think, to let go at whatever price they're paying him. They, yeah, I mean, I think he makes I think he makes like eighteen million a year, right? Yeah, he makes a decent amount. Yeah, I'm actually gonna look it up while we're talking here because I'm. They just gave him an extension in 2018, three year. Uh, so three years worth 15 million as a backup running back. Yeah. Who? Yeah. This, this last year, two years ago, he he pretty much played as a a starting running back. He played they like 50 50. But this past year, I mean, he barely did anything. He averaged what one catch a game, one carry a game. Uh, wasn't wasn't very much at all, but. Yeah, I mean, Hyde, Hyde took it up for most of the season, and then obviously, um, you know, Chubb. Oh man, I was just about to say, and you know, Chubb coming on. <laughs> 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 uh, no, but I mean, I love uh, I love how you said I was about to say, but then you just had to say, and then he absolutely say. said it. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, I'm a child. So. Thank you for your discretion. <laughs> Thank you so much for your discretion. I feel like it could have been a lot worse, so I'm not going to judge you too much on that. I, <laughs> yeah. I, I appreciate it for what it was, though. <laughs> I will say more news, though. Uh, the Houston Texans traded for Demarius Thomas towards about three-quarters of the way through the season. Uh, he went down with that season-ending mm. Achilles injury, and they released him yesterday. Bye-bye. He'll so, land somewhere, too, I bet. Yeah, I don't know how much how much he has left in the tank to be 100% honest with you. Yeah, because, I mean, you think yeah, about his think prime years were with Peyton. So, I mean, he's getting up there. Yeah, I think it's what, his 13th that's year true. this last season? As a receiver, I mean, that's Ooh. it's getting up there. Yeah, yeah. That's getting up there. So Yeah, ask Larry Fitzgerald how, that, how old you can be Larry in a player receiver. Larry Fitzgerald, though, is... He's not normal. A beast, a freak, and a monster. He's like a he's like a cyborg. We're gonna find out whenever he retires. He's gonna unmask, and it's literally gonna be like a cyborg underneath. Like an, he's an android. He was he was artificial intelligence the whole time. Yeah, like I love insane. Larry Fitzgerald so much. Yeah, I do too. I mean, everything he does off the field as well. He's, he's too cool. He's a great yeah. human being. You know, like like he'll he'll burn you. For like one twenty and two touchdowns, and then after the game, invite you to Bible study. Like, <laughs> right? <laughs> he's just such a good guy. I love that you said Bible study. Like, <laughs> you could have said like Chili's or like Game. Well, no, I had to get. 
I had to get Bible the study. I had to get the good person, you know, transition in there. Oh, I got you. So you're not a good person unless you're having Bible study. All right, moving on. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, does anybody have anything else to add about the NFL or anything you want to go over before we move on to the better league, the AAF? No, uh, no, I don't. Uh, Why are we still talking about the NFL? I did I see one of, the, one of the top it's, draft prospects blew his knee out today. So, I mean, there's that. Uh, but that? Other that, than that that's Jeff, Jeff, Jeff Simmons from Mississippi State. Oh, like, he was projected that. top 10. But, Good yeah, that's really that's, about it. Uh, <laughs> it's yeah, that, too early for draft talk. Yeah, right. So, we're going to move into the AAF. Uh, oh, the AAF. Oh. It's my favorite thing. <laughs> We need like an AA <laughs> when we go into the AAF segment, we need like a little like highlight like sound. You know? Someone's gotta record some crazy AAF sound. Welcome to the AAF. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll work on it. We'll, we'll, right. we'll figure something out. So before we get uh-huh. into we're gonna go over like maybe a little bit of fantasy advice, um, and kind of go over week one. I wanted to For just, all fourteen people playing AAF fantasy with us. I don't know. He said there were you a, couple are thousand, a couple thousand people. Uh, I have, I have the actual numbers. I have the actual numbers. Do you? Like as yeah. of like the day before or as of when? As of a, today. Oh, cool. So what What are the – I'm just curious. So you, yeah. you said this. What are the actual numbers? There are 18,789 <laughs> people. Participating in six thousand eight hundred and ninety leagues on uh, on this website. Yeah. What is the website again? What's that? What is the website again? He does all fantasy sports. I'll say he had to look up the website. What kind of pitch is this? No, yeah. you just no, you just you just cut out really badly. I apologize. Uh-oh. So yeah, to anybody who doesn't excuses, know, we're excuses. not we're not. No, to anybody who doesn't know, we're not playing on uh, on like your typical platform like CBS or Yahoo or any of those uh, leagues because um, they're not carrying what is the best football league on the face of the planet uh, for whatever reason. Um, so there's this one gentleman, his name's Brian. He uh, he created this website called alt fantasy sports which hosts just aaf fantasy and he did it all basically himself he did all the coding uh site design so it's really uh, a minimal uh a minimal operation here and there were some glitches i mean our draft took us the better part of a, a saturday uh um, <laughs> because now, the now servers I, were, say, I, I were that, sufficient i will say that we were drafting the morning of the first games so i'm sure there were probably thousands of other people drafting that same day so oh for I, yeah I, but i, I didn't I think thousands of people would even to think to do this yeah no i think yeah no I think those it's, are it's, crazy numbers for brian in alt fantasy sports he said Crazy. He said from from sat or Friday till Saturday, the server um, traffic doubled. That's, that's insane. insane. Well, that's so because it's, this is America. It's really cool, it's it's really cool. and it's the only way that that is out there to play uh, fantasy AAF. Yeah, yeah, it's it's pretty awesome. So we are. I'm just going to shout out where we're getting some of the stats from. We did. I did put. We put some of our own together and maybe put our own spin on some of them. 
Uh, but we are using the Blitzalytics AAF Fantasy Football Preview as well as the No Extra Points stats. Um, so just so you guys, you know, if you go to altfantasysports.com, you go to the league overview, you don't need to uh, create a team to see this. Uh, it'll actually show you kind of some articles, some latest. Uh, there was there were some draft boards on there as well in case there were any players that you don't know. I'm sure that you know everybody. Um, but it, it, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you know all these guys. Yeah, it, yeah. Every, every single one of them. I will say it was probably the hardest draft that I've ever had to do. And even if it, <laughs> even if it went flaw, even if it went flawlessly, where there were no server issues, it still would have taken us a while because I feel like I was googling half of these players before every like before I drafted them because I didn't know who. Yeah, half of them try- were. Trying so badly to find statistics from whatever community college they went to, like oh gosh darn it! So, so uh, just to put in, it was crazy. Just to put into perspective, right? How hard this draft was to to piggyback on what you guys were saying. My starting quarterback, my starting running back, my starting tight end, my starting flex player didn't re- did not record a stat. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And I still beat Antoine. <laughs> Oh yeah, hold on. Oh, did you? Oh, because you, yeah, Jordan went back and. Uh, so funny stories. We actually, the servers were uh, kind of slow that day because obviously there were so many people trying to draft at one time, and it was a newer site, uh, and so a lot of the players, the teams, didn't get a chance to set their lineups. Now Jordan, who's our commissioner, actually was yeah. able to go back in and like retroactively, you know, create the lineup, set the lineup. Um, so yeah. I was, I actually. By the end of the game, by the end of the weekend, I had won the game. Uh, and what's funny is I get on today and check it. But when I was talking to Jordan, I'm like, I lost. I'm like, what is going on? How did he go from zero points to 124 points? And he's like, oh, yeah, I retroactively put in the lineups because I think it was unfair. And I just wanted to be like, no, what's unfair is I won. And, you know, now I didn't win. But I, I agree that it was, it was the most fair thing to do. So, can we also also before we get in that, can we just talk about how much better my friend Jake's team is than all all of ours? Oh like yeah, like yours it's, is yours is yours is the second best, and he beat you by forty one points, which is more than two players in this league even scored. <laughs> <laughs> that's how bad we were at yeah. picking these teams. I mean, his, I mean, his, let me go in here real quick. He's got John Wolford. Who I think was what the he was the highest uh, scoring quarterback, Trent Richardson, Matt Asiata, Mikhail McKay, uh, which you guys. I'm pretty sure. Stats. I'm pretty sure. Go ahead. I'm pretty sure he had the top scorer at every skill position. I'm pretty sure he had the top scorer at every skill position. Maybe not at receiver. Um, I don't know. My tight end scored ten points. Gavin Escobar. What's that? I said Gavin Escobar scored ten points. He had Duarte, who scored three, so I may have beat him in one. Yeah, and that <laughs> in one oh, yeah. player, and that Ross kid from Arizona had two touchdowns and like 120 yards at receiver. Yeah, yeah, he. But regardless, he smoked all of us. So, want to go over the recap? Um, you know, I'll start it off. I don't know if we want to go kind of through the games, but I watched the San Antonio San Diego game first, and. One thing I will say is San Antonio's defense looked very good. They laid a lot of hits on Berkovici, the starting quarterback for San Diego, <laughs> including the one that, was, that, that, as Jordan says, the NFL felt. 
If you want, if you want, if you want to elaborate on that. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So first of all, I felt that hit when I watched it, and I mean, I I was seeing stars, Uh, but the NFL, I hope really felt that hit especially because it immediately went viral and all of the all of the podcasts and media outlets are like uh, documenting how much people love it and like how great the response was to that kind of football again to where a quarterback can get hit and have his helmet get taken off not like the Tom Brady shoulder tap in the Super Bowl like <laughs> yeah do you guys do you guys Man. remember so so we went to Huntington High School right do you guys remember the the quote, like what the motto was for our high school football team back in from two thousand, from like ninety five to two thousand six? Do you guys remember? hitters get respect? No, hitters get respect. That was hitters our motto. You, you can't have that motto anymore. <laughs> like the no way, no almost uh you know penalties. That you'd be a team of penalties, but uh yeah, I mean yeah, I, I love so, watching so, it. it so crazy. I hope. I hope the NFL take note takes note and maybe loosens up on loosens up on some of the gratuitous violence. They won't. No. I know. They, they won't. They're, I mean, <laughs> hey, if they start losing parts of the market. Yeah, I mean that that's yeah. true. If they start losing parts where maybe the there is an AAF team. I just read a cool thing this uh, where basically the AAF is already saying that they have minimum numbers they want to meet throughout the season to expand in different cities. Uh, so mm-hmm. that would be, I didn't realize that expansion was even like something that they had even discussed yet. It seems kind of stupid to discuss expansion already, but, uh, at the same time, I guess you have to prepare for the future regardless of the scenario. But anyway, it would be cool to have one like here in yeah. VA. I'd definitely go watch it, but get back to San Antonio, San Diego, San Antonio won 15 to six, the San Diego offense definitely struggled throughout the entire game. Um, you know, I, Berkovici struggled. He had 150, 176 yards passing, but he had two interceptions. He wasn't. He had a couple nice throws, 30, 40 yard passes, but wasn't getting it done. Well, Logan Woodside, the quarterback for San Antonio, 255 yards, had two interceptions, but he looked like they just gave him the start, right? Like he wasn't even supposed to be the starting quarterback for San Antonio. Yep. Oh yeah. Nope. I drafted the supposed starter, and he didn't get a freaking snap. <laughs> I mean, yeah, they benched him yeah. Friday. Woodside played very well for, I mean, for the first game, probably not playing for a while, but he played well. Um, but the San Diego offense could not get it going. Uh, Jaquan Gardner, the running back, eight carries, fifty-five yards. Um, Gavin Escobar, the tight end, as most people probably remember him from playing for the Cowboys, he had four targets, uh, six targets, four receptions, sixty-six yards, and. You know their leading receiver was on my team, and he had two catches for twelve yards. So that should sum up the passing game. Yeah, yeah the, <laughs> the passing game was almost non-existent. On the other side of the ball, though, I uh, think okay. So, so I want to cut into the passing game issue because I, I was watching a lot of these games, and one of our friends, one of the guys in the league, uh, made the comment that some of those balls were perfectly thrown balls. There's a real dropping game going on Definitely. with these receivers. I mean, they're I mean, if you they're look just at, not automatic like I'm used to seeing at most uh, levels, so it's just like Francis they're just like a lot Francis more Francis Owusu was 2 for 7, and I swear watching that game, the 5 that he missed were right in his sweet spot. I mean, right in his yeah. chest. So, I mean, and and Cameron Kelly was somebody who they thought was, you know, he played defense um 
all the way up through even when he was playing in uh, in the NFL at camps, and he just came over to play wide receiver, one for four for five yards. But I will say, I mean, we're talking about the passing game in San uh, San Diego. You have to take into consideration the defense. They had three sacks, and they had was this three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten quarterback hits and three interceptions. So that San Antonio defense is legitimate. Nick Rose, the kicker, went three for three. Uh, San Diego kicker Hagman went two for two with a 47 yard as the long. Um, you know, it was it was a very it seemed like a very slow game. It was three three I think going into halftime, and you know it was very slow. But there were hits. The defense was there. That that judge cam that they have, the sky cam that flows like all over the 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 stadium. Yeah, like it, that is awesome. Yeah, uh, yeah. and. Guys, it's cool. <laughs> if the NFL takes one thing away from this league, it's the the officiating review yeah. Skycam. Yeah. Like that, that well, it was like revolutionary, especially after watching a season of NFL refs that was like so <laughs> horrific that your blind cousins uh, were the NFL refs. No, but did you guys see the yeah. one the one review, the catch review in this game that they actually went to the reviewing official in the booth and actually let you, yeah, listen you got to, to listen to this thought process. Yeah. Yeah. That I thought was, that was awesome. That was wow, awesome. That's like, awesome. He was like talking to the, the head official on the field, like in real time, kind of talking through what he was, what he was saying. Like the, the receiver got, it was Mikhail McKay and he got his left foot down, his right foot touched, but it was at the same time that his left elbow was out of bounds and you couldn't even see, but like he bobbled the ball. So like he explained all this stuff and how he came out to it, and basically told the official what the ruling was on the field. Like it was, it was a pretty cool situation. And I will say, I liked they have mics everywhere on the field. I mean, you can hear them perfectly. I know. In the you huddle, can. The oh, line on, Christian on Hackenberg's mouth. Christian Hackenberg has a potty <laughs> mouth, gentlemen. It's bad. No, he's got a potty he arm. He should feel ashamed. No, he doesn't have a potty arm. He has a toilet arm. And I drafted him. I don't know why. I'm but, sorry. I picked his leading receiver because his leading receiver, I think, is very good. Um, from what I saw of him, like yeah. a little Wes Welker moving guy, the Fabian Guerra. But, man, if he never touches the ball... Yeah. Yeah. There is nothing express about the Memphis Express offense. <laughs> so before we'll go into Memphis Express Guys, now, they're they're bad. I, I want to before <laughs> we do that, I want to say Mikhail McKay, he had twelve targets. I mean twelve targets. Anytime there was anything going on in this game, they needed a yard, they needed a first down, they were throwing it to McKay. Now I will say some of those balls were dropped. Some of them were also overthrown or widely thrown. But he had five receptions for 80 yards. But he looked, whenever he was catching these balls, I mean, he was going up. He looked like a grown man playing with a bunch of high school kids. And it was it was cool yeah, to watch. He's, good. he's definitely going to be somebody to watch throughout the league. Definitely probably a wide receiver one. Um, and I thought Kenneth Farrow would have done better in this game. He was 14 uh, carries for 37 yards. Aaron Green kind of, you know, stole the show with six carries for 43 yards and 21 uh yard long rush you know i think that san antonio's defense I'm is still what's taking them in. 
I'm still taking Farah. I mean, you can see he got 14 carries over Sim, but even David Cobb got nine carries. Woodside, the quarterback, had four. Yeah. So I mean, it definitely seems like it's a split backfield scenario. In yeah, and they're they're trying to figure out who's going to be the bell cow. Yeah. Yeah. But the issue, the issue for fantasy purposes, though, how long is that going to last? You know. What well, I, mean? I can't last too long because there's only what eight weeks. So Something they'll like figure it ten. out. There are ten weeks. Ten. Hmm. Yeah. So then we'll go into maybe it's ten total and eight of the regular season. We'll go into the Memphis Express. Uh, Brandon, they're is, my new this, favorite team. This is also. your team, the Birmingham Iron. Oh yeah, uh, led by Hoodrich. It's unfair. <laughs> it's un. It's unfair that you get a team that is in Alabama. Like it, it's so dumb. I have to take something from Tennessee. Stupid. <laughs> Birmingham Iron shut out the Memphis Express 26 to Donut. Oh, gosh. Guys, we were saying Memphis is to watch, though, to me. Memphis is a dumpster fire. (laughs) I mean, Zach Sacy is their their bell cow, 12 carries for 58 yards. Uh, Still a little better average than, uh, than Trent Richardson. Uh, but no touchdowns. Just a, hold on. Christian Hackett. You say just a little bit. What's that? You say just a little bit better than Trent Richardson's two and a half yards yeah. per carry. Hey, you need to respect those two touchdowns. Yeah, I was, I was making, I was making fun of him. I was making fun of him. I know. Uh, I had, I just had to, you know, yeah. piggyback on it. <laughs> but, but two touchdowns, uh, for Trent. Ugh. Uh, Christian Hackenberg <laughs> was. Every bit the same Christian Hackenberg he was for the Jets in his final three years at Penn State, or final two years at Penn State. Garbage. 10 for 23, 87 yards and a pick. And I think he swore more than anybody else on the field. Uh, He also had one rush for five yards, showing that excellent mobility that he's known for. Uh, (laughs) Leading receiver, Alton Pig Howard, got four receptions for 33 yards. Did he he have his dull knee braces on? I don't think so. Uh, I saw saw a clip. I'm pretty sure he was wearing a knee brace. I saw one, but... That he went off and on wearing dual knee braces. Usually, if he had dual knee braces on, you knew he wasn't even going to leave the pocket. Well, there was one play where it was like third and ten, and he gets hit at the line, right, and then he gets tripped up. Both of his knees go down, and then he just rolls for seven yards, and then like gets up and looks at the ref and places the ball there. Did you see that, Jordan? It was the most. Yeah, it's crazy. It was so blatantly just. Hackenberg, <laughs> just Hackenberg. It just. I I wish at his finest. I uh. wish he would get his act together. I wish he would be successful so badly, but he is just not good. <laughs> He's not good. I think I think the star the star of this game. I mean, defense. Uh, Jonathan Masakoy had five seven tackles, five solo tackles for loss, three two sacks. Three quarterback hits. And on the other side for Memphis, Demarcus Gates, 11 tackles, 10 solo, one for a loss, and two forced fumbles. Like Quentin, Quentin Patton had uh, 107 yards on four receptions that's in crazy. this game. 42 so, yard long. It's pretty, yeah, he was pretty, pretty electric. Um, he's on my bench. 
this week. So that was the, great. <laughs> the actual MVP is my kicker, Nick Novak, who went four for four and was the second highest scoring player on my team. Besides my defense. <laughs> Nick Novak, I, I always thought that he was going to be, you know, good when he played for San Diego. I don't feel like they ever gave him a fair shake, but I, I think he's a solid kicker, especially in this league. I mean, I, I do like there are no extra points in this league. Can we get a moment for that? Having to go for two yeah. every touch uh, touchdown, that's awesome. Like, oh, this is. Yeah, I do, love do you, it. Do you know how boring an it. extra point is? Like, oh, he missed it. Who cares? Yeah, unless you're an Alabama fan, then you're like holding your breath every extra point. <laughs> but, you know, it, it's I like Luis Perez, nineteen for thirty-three, two hundred and fifty-two yards, no touchdowns. Did have a two-point conversion, but like I said, this was probably my least favorite game that I watched all week, even over the Alabama or the uh, Atlanta game where Atlanta got blown out. Um, at least that, at least the. Um, Orlando offense was fun to watch, so it kind of countered how bad Atlanta was. But, you know, it is an Alabama team, the Birmingham Iron. See if they can bring another championship to Alabama. Bro, it's coming. <laughs> it's coming. Gosh. It's an embarrassment of riches. All aboard, all aboard the, uh, the Hood Richardson train. Oh, <laughs> I love Hoodrich. I, I love Hoodrich is the best uh, running back in the history of the NFL. I love how every <laughs> everywhere you go, everybody tries to make excuses for this guy, like yeah, on, on, uh, on he, why he doesn't succeed, and it's just like I just I, I just don't get it. No, like, he he just hasn't succeeded yet. What is he fifty? <laughs> well, I mean, no, I mean up until I think uh, up until. Chubb broke it this year. He had he held the Browns uh, rookie all, I think all purpose yard record. I don't I don't think. Well, yeah, his rookie season over was good. over his Jim Brown. Was good. Yeah, he broke Jim Brown's record. Hmm. Yeah, like he he ran for like I think nine hundred and eighty yards his rookie year and had like four hundred receiving, and then he just I don't they traded a mid year. The next year, and then the rest is history. He just he, he went he went fell for apart. Nine, he went for nine fifty and three sixty seven. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I was I was pretty close, like twelve hundred yeah. all purpose yards. Yeah, thirteen seventeen. That's crazy. I, I mean, and that was on a horrible his team. His campaign was good. So he had one year, then everybody I, started, everybody started making excuses for him after that on why he wasn't succeeding. Oh, I think we all just want to know what happened. Yeah, that, I mean it. The, the drop off from I mean, he gained what he gained like, what, season 30? one and two and then he gained what 30 pounds man. going into his sophomore year like he got big yeah i, mean, I don't remember he was that, always a, but he, he was, was always, always i mean he's always a big guy but huge. i remember him putting on a lot of weight going to that second season because whenever eddie lacy did it i had the same like <laughs> oh another trent richardson you know like he didn't get as big as eddie lacy don't get me wrong and then but now the excuse is apparently he's legally blind in both eyes like, I've not... I don't know that that's actually true. I think that's a meme. <laughs> that would be. Hilarious. I think that's just a meme. That'd be hilarious. It's a hilarious meme. <laughs> Legally blind in both eyes. But we'll not if you're into, a Raiders fan. We'll go into. Uh, I want to save the Arizona Hotshots game for last because I thought that was the the best game. But the Orlando Apollos beat the Atlanta Legends forty to six. Um, Garrett Gilbert. The quarterback for the Apollos played very well, 227 yards, two touchdowns, two-point conversion, 
Matt Sims for the Atlanta Legends even played well. Uh, played well, two interceptions. <laughs> I love how that's considered played well. Like my defense I mean, scored twenty three points. If, if we're if we're comparing, <laughs> if we're comparing him to some of the other quarterbacks, I would say he played well. One hundred twenty six uh, yards and two interceptions. As sure, to Hackenberg, but, who had but he was up against two interceptions. But he was up against Garrett the Gunslinger, G- Gunslinger Gilbert, who uh, also has a receiving touchdown in that game. If I'm, uh, <laughs> n- n- if I remember correctly, yes, one yeah. one for one yeah, for a uh, receiving Apollos, touchdown Apollos as well. Guys, he was guys, all over the place. Garrett Gilbert, athlete. Athlete. <laughs> Garrett Gilbert, athlete. <laughs> athlete. <laughs> yeah, I was definitely being sarcastic when I said Matt Sims played well. He played rather terrible. Even, yeah, he got benched. Uh, Terry and Fulston, who was supposed to be pretty good, he ended up with 12 carries, 32 yards, but how are you going to run the ball if you can't pass the ball? You know, Denard Robinson had five carries for three yards. So, you know. <laughs> Didn't he go, like, fourth overall in our pick? Uh, he no, know why, he went he went third. I don't know round why Denard Robinson isn't round. just. I don't know why why Denard Robinson isn't just uh, the quarterback on that team. Like I mean, probably could. Be. Didn't Michael Vick love him in college? Yeah. Like didn't Michael Vick like support endorse him when he was in college but, but, as a as a passer? The thing yeah. is, Mike he, Vick's he, no longer their offensive coordinator though. He got he's taking a non play calling role now. <laughs> Denard Robinson though. Well, Denard Robinson, when he played for the Jaguars, whenever, um, was it three years ago, when their number one, number two running backs went down, he he stepped in for like two games and actually played very well. I remember picking him yeah. up for those two weeks. Like he, he gave me, he gave good numbers. So, I mean, he can run the ball. I just, I don't think anybody could run the ball the way that Atlanta was playing. But on the other side, Akeem Hunt, 10 carries, 73 yards, and Dearness Johnson, five carries, 35 yards. I mean, Davian Smith had a touchdown. Uh, I mean, Orlando Garrett Gilbert, pretty much crazy. Yeah, two carries, ten yards. Yeah. Do you guys yeah. see the? Do you guys see the receiving, yeah. the receiving numbers for Atlanta right now? Uh, well, I know yeah. I have their leading receiver, and he had. Let's let's double check here. Three catches for forty yards. Forty-three yards. Yep. Sean Tavius Jones. It's amazing. Justin Johnson four just, for thirty five. Bug Howard four for thirty four. Man, couldn't get the ball. I mean, they couldn't get the ball going at all. And Orlando's defense played very well. Yeah, they had yeah, uh, they, uh, three picks, three sacks, and a touchdown. Seven quarterback. Hits. I just think they weren't intimidating. They weren't intimidating anybody with Matt Sims' arm, and yeah. they have that. They have several running backs that can do a lot of different things, but they can't get them going without, you know, some vertical threat. That's why Michael Vick was always successful because he could launch the ball too. Um, oh well, well, I'll, they're not I'll say the Memphis this. Express. So I, I'll say this, and this was an issue that I heard some people involved with the league brought up even before any games were played. Um, they're obviously no, they're only allowed to bring five people on defense, um, and they were talking about that the first couple weeks the offenses may seem um, a little slow just because they're trying to gel these offensive linemen. Which you know we all play football, we know that that's the most important position is the line. Yeah, and 
you know, obviously you're trying to gel these linemen that some of them maybe haven't played in a couple years. You throw them together, you know, bouncing guys that played guard. Now they bounce out to tackle. And then, you know, you have the defensive ends and they, they're just pinning their ears back, you know. So I think it's going to take a while for the lines to get in, in sync with each other. But I, I think that yeah. was the big issue for the, the you know, insane defensive performances that we, we saw this week. Yeah, I think you're right. I, I just want to throw a stat right. out there real quick. So we know how many kicking issues the NFL had this year, right? How many teams are in rather dire need of a reliable kicker. So for eight teams in four games, kickers were 15 for 17 this week. Two misses in the entire, I almost say entire, <laughs> entire four games. The Bears are about to sign every single kicker in the AAF. <laughs> Everyone. Listen, one the one Ku Young Ho was honestly boy. one of my favorite kickers. He he came up, he actually played very well, and then he just disappeared. It's like no love for the man. And then he's gonna come in here, he's gonna blow it up, he's gonna be Chicago Bears kicker next year. Watch. He's not gonna miss a field goal. Ooh, that would be awesome. Not gonna miss a field goal. Dude is money. Do you ever watch the videos? Like, I think he's one of the guys that posted one of those crazy videos where he, like, spun the ball, did a flip, and kicked it. He was the first one to, like, spin the ball, do the backflip, and kick the field goal as he was doing the backflip. And it went, like, viral all over YouTube and everything. That was Koo Young Ho. I'm sure I saw it. Yeah, that was Koo Young Ho because he's a Koo Young Ho, you know? (laughs) So, um, but I think, you know, again, I think it was another good defensive game. But we can move on to the last game before we get into some uh, projections and some fantasy advice. We'll say quote advice for next week. <laughs> yeah, I don't, um, I don't have any advice. I'm is, just going to say words. Is, uh, Arizona Hotshots beat the Salt Lake Stallions 38-22. to I thought this was my favorite. My I'd like the San Diego game, but this one actually seemed like it was going back and forth for a while. John Wolford was a beast. 275 yards and four touchdowns, two point two two-point conversions i mean i don't know what more you need to say i mean if you we they everybody on here heard the numbers from the other quarterbacks and then you get somebody throwing 275 for four touchdowns yeah and it was actually uh antoine during our draft and um we we didn't know who john wolford was and antoine said look him up look him up he's solid so props to you antoine he is solid (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, I'm, I'm pretty sure that was Josh Woodrum on the other end. No, who he said. no, Woodrum's the guy he knows. Oh, but yeah, Wolford yeah, was right, the one yeah. that Antoine was like, no, he's solid. Yep, you're right. Yep. And, of course, he yeah, went he said to, you might be surprised. Yeah. That's what he said. Yeah, of he course, he went to you know Jordan's friend. Yeah, I mean, Jarrell yeah. Presley, uh, 18 carries, 64 yards, played well. Brandon Oliver on the Salt Lake side, eight carries for 40 yards. He played well. Uh, Woodrum ended with, what, 10 for 22, 103 yards, one touchdown, one interception. For this league, so far, not terrible. Not too bad. Um, but I think, yeah, Rashad Ross is probably the, the biggest factor in this game. Five receptions for 103 yards and two touchdowns. I mean, that's that's pretty solid in this league. Well, I think just Arizona's offense in general, because I'm looking at the stats here, they had the number one quarterback, the number three running back in Presley, the number one and seven receivers, and the number two tight end. 
So it seems that their offense is it's there's going to be some good. Yeah, my, my yeah. man, my man, and uh, former Eagle Josh Huff got five targets, one reception. So he needs to step that up. I drafted him second round. Time to pick it up, boy. <laughs> but uh, <clears throat> that's not going to win a lot of games. On on the other side, it definitely looks like drops probably played played a key factor. Uh, but you know, there were two touchdowns. Jordan Leslie and Nick Truesdell both scored a touchdown. Truesdell is the best numbers, three for three, 23 yards and a touchdown, didn't drop anything. It's my man. That's awesome. Uh, Arizona defense had one sack, and Salt Lake had two sacks. So it doesn't seem like it was a, a – the deep wasn't too much of a defensive game. Their lines must have gelled. Lines must have gelled. <laughs> that be we, it. we need to make a sound. Line effect. must have gelled. Lines, lines must have gelled. <laughs> gelled. <laughs> we need we need to get the guy from uh, the Old Spice commercials. The lines must have gelled. <laughs> Atlanta and Memphis is definitely not going to hear that this year. <laughs> no, I, I don't think no, that, most teams they are definitely hear that this year. If any, if any of the franchises don't see a season two. <laughs> I I mean, listen, I liked watching this and, you know, I was talking to a couple of my yeah, friends that's... and they were like making fun of me. They're like, really? I watched like 15 minutes. I couldn't watch anymore. I'm like, well, then you don't like football. Yeah, you're not American. Gosh, I loved I, 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 every I, I minute wasn't going to go that far. I had but... so much fun. This was it's like, so much fun watching this league. Like I am pro AAF. It will never compete with the NFL, but it is fun. And if it comes anywhere near me, I'd buy season tickets in a heartbeat because it's probably cheap and it would be a fun thing to do. It's like minor league baseball or anything. It's just fun. Yep. Like, I, I just, I'd be, I would be all about this coming to Minnesota. No, they need to come to state college. Compete with the compete yeah, with Penn dude. State. <laughs> it could never, but <laughs> can you imagine Hackingberg yeah. going back to Penn State and losing to Penn State? <laughs> uh, <laughs> hey, they, they listen. They'd he have would, some, they, they'd have somebody to scrimmage, right? I mean, <laughs> yeah, there you go. They'd have somebody to scrimmage. I think we're, they're lacking a field though, because definitely wouldn't let them play in Beaver Stadium. Um, That's sacred ground. Go going on to maybe just a little bit of. Uh, fantasy here, um, you know, not going to get, I want to say not get too far into it. I would say maybe we just go more along the lines of who we know we're going to start and maybe who maybe you shouldn't start as opposed to like, are we, are you starting Mike Bercovici again? Are you going to maybe, are you going to play him again this week? Maybe bench him this week for somebody else. Or are you just going to give him another week to see? Jordan, you have him. So what are you going to do? Are you going to play him? I am going to wait and read um, read the blogs and Twitters and whatever I can find to see if he's going to stay the starter. Cause, but I'm trying to pick up Philip Nelson off the waiver wire, his backup. Um and if it looks like he's going to start, I'm going to probably end up starting him. It looks like they're going to take a lot of shots in that system. Um, and I don't think Philip Nelson is any drop-in talent from Mike, Mike Berkovici. He's 
he's the poor man's Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, so, you know, I, I don't know. That offense is going to, they're going to take shots. So if you want just a lot of pass attempts, go with either one of them. Um, but if you want some consistency, you need to go with a better scoring team. So we got week two games are Salt Lake at Birmingham, Arizona at Memphis, Orlando at San Antonio, and then the battle of the losers, Atlanta versus San Diego. <laughs> that should be a an amazing game. You know, given given the the matchup, I'm probably starting Berkovici as long as I don't see anything with them playing Atlanta. I mean, yeah. that, this might be the game that he needs to, and that might be the way they look yeah. at it. Like, let him play against Atlanta, get his motivation and confidence up. Also, I'd lean hard into anybody you have on Arizona if they're up against Memphis. <laughs> well, yeah. first of all, Jarrell Priestley's my uh, starter. What up? Berkovici needs to go. First of all, besides playing Atlanta, he needs to go to Sham Washington's house to get his pride and confidence back because he's still got it from that hit. <laughs> and then he can worry about <laughs> then he can worry about game plan for Atlanta. I loved it. I, I, I we were watching and I jumped up out of my couch, you know, did one of the fists to palm. I'm like, Oh yeah. I'm like, this is football. You know? Oh, like, I'm so yeah, it was good. It. Got a little chub going, but, uh, you know, I think <laughs> the Orlando-San Antonio game has me intrigued, too, because Orlando had the high-flying offense and San Antonio had the good defense. So that should be a, a pretty solid game. Um, I think Atlanta and San Diego is just going to be uh, probably one of the more boring games. But Arizona-Memphis and Orlando-San Antonio, or Arizona-Memphis is going to be fun because it's just going to be Arizona shooting the ball down the field all game. It should be pretty entertaining. Yep. Yeah. The, Memphis yeah. is about to, they need to go into a state of emergency because Arizona is going to hang 50 on them. Yeah. I mean, John Wolford is definitely the number one quarterback going into this week. I mean, it just is only more impacted that they're playing Memphis, right? You know, I always said it was definitely between him and Gilbert, but the fact that Orlando is playing San Antonio and Arizona's playing Memphis. I think you have to give it to Wolford. I don't think there's any, you know, any way around that. I personally have Hackenberg. And I'm definitely watching the news this week because Zach Mettenberg, he he he's not he's not bad, and I think that they may give him a shot. I I don't know if they'll maybe give Christian another game to lose it or not. Can he swear as good as Hackenberg though? That's going to be yeah, a deciding factor. Probably not. That's probably why <laughs> Hackenberg's starting. He's a better cusser. <laughs> I, I don't yeah, think... That's what it is. It's it's probably his only marketable skill at this point. And I think I think I'm, because of matchup, um, I think I'm actually going to put Jarrell Presley at the number one quarter, as the number one running back going into this yeah. week. Duh. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I just, I don't think Trent, Rich, Trent Richardson, they're playing Salt Lake. And I don't see, unless he gets a couple, you know, some garbage time carries, I don't see him doing. I actually, I'd put Akeem Hunt at number two and probably yep. Trent Richardson at number three. Um, just given given the matchups. So, even Zach Stacy, he's running against Arizona. 
know, they have a solid squad. I think they're going to be too far down to really run the football. So that I mean, I would change. I'd say Presley Hunt and Richardson would be my top three running backs. What do you guys think? I can agree with that. I think I, I think I, I basically agree with you. I like uh, Ladarius Perkins too. He's the the pass catcher in that backfield, and you know what? Without those touchdowns, he is the the better back um, than Trent Richardson. Honestly, Trent Richardson got some some garbage time touchdowns that sort of inflate his uh, his value last week. So I like him as well. Um, and uh, I never count out. I never count out Matt Asiata from getting three touchdowns just on the goal line. So what did, I, what did I say during the draft? Everybody was laughing at me. Everybody was saying he's hurt or making up other excuses. Matt Asiata, this is the league for him because you put him inside the five against these defenses. He's scoring four out of five times. Yeah, he's, he's you're just, right, man. You're right. He's basically the size of these defensive linemen playing yeah. tailback. <laughs> It was like it was like uh, uh, Mike Allstott back in the day, who was the size of a linebacker. Gosh, tailback. Yeah, exactly. And you're you're right. I I was one of the guys who said I don't buy it, but yeah, I do now. And I don't think I think most of his stuff is just going to come from touchdowns. You know what I mean? I don't see him, you know, getting 50, 60, 70 yard uh, games with two touchdowns. I think he'll have maybe like ten to fifteen yards and two touchdowns. You know, like he, yeah. he's not going to have long runs. But I think if Terry and Fulston for Atlanta is going to have a good game, it's got to be this week against San Diego, against that, that defense. Yeah. I, I fought very yeah. hard to get, Antoine. But <laughs> Yeah, gosh. I, I fought very hard to get the San Diego defense, and then they turn out to be a bunch of bums. But I know. Next, you know like, smart you. play, Antoine. Nice mind control. <laughs> I was wondering why he made end, you feel guilty just, about it. I, too. I was wondering why at the end he's just like, "All right, you can have them." Like I was just messing. You can have them. I'm like, "What did he find out?" <laughs> he, he was arguing. He was fighting pretty hard. So, uh, I would say, yeah. so we'll move on to wide receiver. Maybe get our top three or four there. So, Brandon, who's like your number one, number two receivers going into this week, given the matchups? Um, well, I think honestly. I'm going to keep Ross and McKay at one, two. Uh, I mean, you know, Arizona is going to, you know, they're going to air the ball out. And Ross has clearly proven that he's a deep ball guy. And I mean, like you said, McKay, he just looked like an NFL player playing against high school kids. So I don't think they're going to shy away from him. And they're both good offenses. So matchup or not, I think the, opportunities and targets are going to be there regardless. So I'm actually, I'm going Ross first. A lot of their power rankings are showing McKay number one, but I mean, San Antonio's they're playing against Orlando and Arizona's playing against Memphis. So for this week, I would say Ross over McKay. Would you agree? Oh, I agree for sure. And that's actually, uh, I think Jordan actually touched on it earlier. Uh, don't sleep on Quentin Patton either from Birmingham. Yeah, I that's think. he's my number two. I definitely think uh, I definitely like Ross, but I like Quentin Patton to have a good uh, a good week. He's seeing the field a lot. He's out there on a lot of plays. I mean, um, I'm 
almost certain he's on the field more than Ross is. Um, so he's going to see a lot of targets. I don't think he's on the field more than McKay, but uh, I think he he's an explosive guy and explosive plays happen in this league. So there's there's a lot of value in that. So I think he's he's got that kind of potential. Yeah, I think yep. I'm, and, I think I'm going to pick up Ishmael Hyman, and I'm going <laughs> to I'm, I'm going to move him up. I'm going to move him up to the top five this week. You guys love that name. When I drafted you're, you guys went You're so wild. ridiculous. I, you're I laugh because everybody else you're laughed. Ridiculous. That's his name. What do you, what do you want me to do? Ishmael Hyman. <laughs> Don't draft. Just stop it. <laughs> Top. Ishmael Hyman. I mean, it's, it's a fantastic name. You're just the worst. You're just the worst. Um, but I honestly, I think that he will be the Orlando's number one receiver, and I think that that's going to start this week. So I'd put him up in the top five. Mm-hmm. I'd probably drop Jalen Marshall mm-hmm. down below him. Um, I've just I've read a lot mm-hmm. about him. I, I when I drafted him, I googled him real quick because I honestly had no idea who he was. Apparently he's pretty fast. He has great hands. Um, so, and I think that everybody there believes that he's the number one receiver there. So hopefully he steps up this week. I would definitely put him in the top five. I like that Fabian Guerrera or Guerra or however you say his name. Guerra. Too. Guerra, yeah. But the issue is, how are they going to get him the ball? You know, that's yep, that's my problem with him. He'll Packard probably go out of my it, line, cuss it his way. <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to drop him out of my lineup I think until Christian Hackenberg proves that he can distribute the ball and he runs out of the slot so he should be a good target for him even if he's under duress so we'll see but I have some I have better talent that that I can use. All right, so the last two positions are the two positions I said during the draft are probably going to have the most impact which are tight end and kicker. Um and so far the kickers I mean, it's definitely proven that a lot of a lot of points could be scored by kickers in this league. So first we'll go tight ends. I'm going to keep the person I drafted, Gavin Escobar, at the top. I mean, he just he seemed like Gavin Escobar played for the Cowboys. Like he doesn't seem like he he missed a step. Um, so I would keep him at number one. Who would you guys put at number two? For this week, Braden yeah. Bowman. For uh, I honestly don't know. So you Bowman I, against, I am not. against Salt Lake. Yep. Okay. Okay. And I would say I would say Gerald Christian for Arizona probably number three, number two or three. Um, you know, looks like Scott Orndorff for Orlando didn't even. <laughs> he had one target. That was it. So doesn't look like he got too much. So that's that's good. We'll we'll go by tight ends and kickers. Um, I mean, you only have eight options as a kid to start kickers. So uh, if you have, obviously, you're going to have somebody. If you haven't drafted yet, I would personally say Novak and Young Who uh, Ku Young Ho are probably <laughs> the top two in my opinion. Um, only because like Ishmael him. Hyman doesn't kick. If Ishmael Hyman kicked, Koo <laughs> Young Ho would be out. But Koo Young Ho is a kicker. Now I would love Koo Young Ho. You know his name. You too. know, isn't isn't his name Young Ho Koo? I call him Koo Young Ho because it's better. Of course you do. Of course you do. That's not his name though. 
No. <laughs> Will you stop? Grow up. Grow up. <laughs> yeah, Jordan, grow up. It's Koo Young Ho. I'm taking Nick I was Nick talking Fall. to you, Brendan. I'm taking Nick no. Fall. I know you were talking to me, but we're both attacking Jordan right now. So, <laughs> grow up. I'm taking Jordan. Nick Fall. <laughs> the, one of the only two kickers that missed a field goal. <laughs> Always, because he's Nick Folk. Because he's a name that I know. I actually know Nick Novak too. So, yeah, Nick Novak. That's right for San Diego, and Nick Folk was about ready to be signed by San Diego until he signed with the Arizona Hotshots, which is amazing. Literally that morning before he was going to have a tryout with San Diego, he signed with Arizona, which was to me is the best thing ever. It's like an fu to the NFL. Yeah. <laughs> Who needs you? Ain't nobody got time for that. You can never have too many FUs to the NFL. That's, that's very true. Very true. Taylor. That's what your dad. That's what that's what Brandon's dad named his fantasy team last year. F the NFL. Yeah. That's pretty amazing, actually. That is pretty amazing. So, I mean, you know, those are just some of the players that we would probably look out for. Obviously, there's a lot of players. This is our first week really covering the AAF. I'm sure that as we watch it and we get more into it, we'll probably get more in-depth um, You know, as the season goes on. But I would say not bad. Um, you know, not a bad little Yeah, uh, overall, little I like it. <clears throat> yeah, I, I, was very, I, like, I was very impressed. I like the football and I like the fantasy. And I think this is great. So last section before we cut it off, because we're uh, running near time here. If you guys had to pick one, what is the most impactful move that was made in the NBA before the trade deadline? Hmm. It's a hard one because there were quite a few, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, so I. So I have – one that is, I guarantee people are probably going to be like, huh? But I think, huh? I, I think it's it's very impactful, and that's going to be Nikola Mirotic to Milwaukee. Um, I think he he gives them the outside shooting that they kind of lack right now. Um, obviously with Giannis, but Chris Middleton has really, you know, he first time All Star this year. But I just think Mirotic, he he's just he's such a solid contributor. Yeah, he doesn't get a lot of, you know, limelight, and um, but he's a great shooter, and I think that come come playoff time, he's really going to help the Bucks. And obviously, my my second one, um, even over the Tobias Harris move, I would say Mark Gasol to Toronto. Okay. So why would you why would you say that? I mean, Gasol's getting up there in age. Yeah, but he's still, you know, he's still got a great shot. He's he's still a solid rim protector, and I th- I think Toronto's kind of in a win now. So Shepard, so Shepard to the Rockets doesn't really tickle your fancy at all, huh? <laughs> not not really. No, no. And I mean, there were some other big big names that moved, like Otto Porter to Chicago, Dennis Smith Jr. to the Knicks. But those are all moves that we'll see, you know. They would be up there if we were talking about which move is going to be impactful in three or four years. 
But I think for this year in the playoff race, I think it's my top two. Well, my top three are uh, Harris, Gasol, and Miracic. So my my top two would be the 76ers getting rid of Markel Fultz. That's my number one. Uh, cutting cutting that dead weight off, finally. Yeah, yeah. long overdue. Um, and number two, Porzingis... To Dallas, Brendan, with you Luka. took you you took the exact two I was going to mention. <laughs> uh, see, I, I I'm more happy to get rid of Markel Fultz than I am to sign to to trade for Tobias Harris. So that was my number one, and then yeah, uh, Porzingis with Luca, and with uh, um, I'm gonna have a brain fart now. The owner of the Mavericks, Mark Cuban. Mark Cuban basically said. Yep. I screwed up, you know, in the past and not keeping players together, and I'm not going to do that again. Like, he wants to lock down these two guys for the rest of their careers. Whether he can do it or not is, you know, a different thing. But the those two guys together, I mean, Luca's been making some plays recently that, you know, been coming up on Bleacher Report and, and, uh, and ESPN and everything, and he's just, I mean – did you see the 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 move? Was it let yesterday? Where he was like running to the right side of the court, took his right hand, acted like he was gonna throw the pass between his legs to somebody in the paint, but ended up like bringing it around the front of his right leg and doing a fadeaway behind the back, almost behind the backboard. And the announcer was just like, "What? Wait, wh- what just happened? What? What was that? You know? Yeah. He just, he just smirks going down the court, like, eh, it was nothing. You know, <laughs> like he is a talented player." Did you hear? Did you hear what he said? Uh, I think it was yesterday. He said, "It's it's easier to score in the NBA than it was in Europe." <laughs> oh, I didn't hear that. Yeah, that's uh, crazy. Yeah, but no, I definitely. I mean, like I said, if we're talking, you know, three years from now, I, I agree with you guys, um, Porzingis. That's that's my number one impact because I mean, he's he's a unicorn. I mean, if he can come back healthy, Dallas, have, is, Dallas have, is going to be trouble. Can you have two unicorns on the same team? Yeah, I, I mean, Shaq yeah. and Kobe, baby, Shaq and Kobe. That's true. That's true. Shaq and Kobe, yeah. or, or Durant or, and Curry, LeBron, LeBron James and Kyle Korver. Listen. All the great <laughs> Durant and Curry sounds like something I'd order when I'm in Korea. <laughs> Let me get that uh, Durant Curry. Uh, next thing you know, they, uh, I mean, maybe they maybe. toss your they toss your bowl of curry from like forty five feet away, oh, lands right on your plate. You had me thinking there for a second. What's he gonna grow say? up? No. Oh, Listen, I'm thirty. I'm thir- thirty going on fifteen. All right, I don't want to hear it. Uh, you're old, man. Yeah, that's what, I, that's uh, what we all thought. Thir- I turned old. 31 on Thursday. Can you believe it? Thursday is my old, birthday. My happy birthday. 30, 30 freaking one. And my wife keeps should bugging me. Sing- what, what do you want to do for your birthday? I'm like, I don't want to do we anything sing to you? my birthday. If you sing to me, I will literally reach through the microphone and grab your jugular vein. <laughs> Actually, okay. no. You know what? You know what? Sing to me. You could have just sing said to no. Me. Sing to me on you the podcast. Said no. Do it. No, I'm not gonna do it now. Now I'm sad. 
Sorry. I mean, it I made didn't, me feel threatened, I, I and I now I, I don't want to. I, do <laughs> I didn't mean to hurt your feelings. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> don't call me. Happy Donald, birthday, Mr. President. <laughs> Happy birthday to uh, you. All right. With that being said. <laughs> uh, we got we, we got a bunch of a uh, bunch of information out today. My head is empty now, which doesn't take very much. Um, but you know, appreciate you guys jumping on again, Antoine. If you're listening, which I know you're not, <laughs> be here next Tuesday, six o'clock. We're gonna record another podcast. We hope yeah. everybody enjoyed it. Uh, as always, Facebook.com/slash Sports and Stitches. Instagram, Twitter, at Sports and Stitches. Um, all of our information is on there, contact info, email. If there's anything you ever want us to talk about, um, you know, we're always looking for feedback. Don't Unless forget, it's negative. Unless it's negative. We don't want to hear that. Um, but you can you can find us on uh, Apple, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, uh, Spotify. I'm trying to think everywhere now. YouTube, pretty much anywhere you can find a podcast. You'll find it, Sports and Stitches. Make sure you go in and drop a five-bomb, five-star review. Tell us how amazing we are. Uh, there's also, we have an apparel site, which you can find on at facebook.com slash sports and stitches in the About Me. So that's all I have. If anybody else has anything. Yep, you heard it. Yeah, we'll see you all next week. You're, you heard it here third. Everybody you have a good night. <laughs> you hear it at some point. Bye. See ya.